Hello and welcome back to the fifth and final episode of Why Literacy, a podcast series about the stakes of teaching literacy to teenagers in 2018. I'm your host, Rachel Gorley, and so far we have covered a variety of topics such as the school-to-prison pipeline, code switching, social media literacy, and using literacy to teach empathy. Today I'd like to focus on the importance of teaching literacy to the population of students who identify under special education. First, some general facts about the educational success of students with disabilities. Across the United States, 63% of students with disabilities graduated high school in 2014, a rate of graduation roughly 20% lower than the national average. At least one in three students arrested in, in America have a disability, ranging from emotional disabilities like bipolar disorder to learning disabilities like dyslexia. All in all, students with emotional disabilities are three times more likely to be arrested before leaving high school than the general population. Current studies show that the vast majority of adults in American prisons have a disability and that the prison population has grown 700% since 1970. Lastly, nationwide, at least 73% of youth with emotional disabilities who drop out of high school are arrested within five years, according to a federal study. Clearly, students with disabilities, both from the learning to emotional intellectual variety, are not being served successfully within their schools, and often turn to violence and outbursts, which results them being joined into the prison and judicial system. So how can we keep our students with disabilities out of the prisons and in the classroom? My answer probably won't shock you. To me, one of the key elements in keeping students with disabilities in school is improving skills and literacy. According to a study by Gersten, Fuchs, Williams, and Baker, the most common way of giving identification to students with learning disabilities is by recognizing a discrepancy between a student's intellectual capacity and their academic achievement, meaning that if a student demonstrates normal developmental intellectual capacities, but this is not reflected in how they perform in school, the student might qualify for a learning disability. While there are many varieties of learning disabilities, The most common learning disability has to do with reading. In fact, the vast majority, meaning at least 80% of students with learning disabilities experience serious problems learning to read. So according to Gersten, Fuchs, Williams, and Baker, a meta-analysis reveals that students with learning disabilities experience more severe forms of reading problems than do other poor readers or students who have not been identified with a learning disability. While students with learning disabilities possess the necessary cognitive functions to effectively process information, for some reason, they do so very ineffectively, at least most often. Most researchers suspect that the breakdowns occur in the domains of strategic processing and metacognition, both of which fall under the umbrella of general reading comprehension. So what are strategic processing and metacognition? In general, strategic processing has to do with the problem-solving skills that fluent readers use when reading. For example, using context clues to figure out unknown words, or going back and rereading a difficult section where they may have missed at an important point. Metacognition has more to do with thinking and reflecting on what you just read. Instead of just reading and moving on, taking a moment to stop, summarize, and reflect on the information you just heard. These skills often come naturally to fluent readers but students with learning disabilities may have to work a little harder to get these skills down. Research concludes that instruction can actually improve strategic processing for students with learning disabilities. Even if they don't have these skills inherently, 
they can be learned and taught. Therefore, it's up to the English and language arts special education teachers and reading specialists to effectively plan lessons to teach our students with learning disabilities how to read and to read comprehend what they're reading. If we can help kids gain confidence in their literacy skills, they might be less likely to act out or drop out of high school, thus reducing their probability of falling into the school-to-prison pipeline. I mean, think about it. Try to put yourself in their shoes. If you've never struggled with reading and it's come naturally to you, it might be hard to imagine. But if there's a slow, capacity-draining word recognition process that you have to give a lot of your thinking energy to trying to figure out words and how they relate, you're not giving a lot of your energy to comprehension. So reading becomes a chore. It's unrewarding because you spend too much time thinking about words, thinking about the mechanics of reading as opposed to understanding the meaning of the reading. Practice can be avoided and merely tolerated without real cognitive involvement. So what can the special education teacher do to help these students gain reading comprehension skills and confidence so that they can enjoy reading and gain skills in literacy? Well, generally, the two main categories that a special education teacher can implement are accommodations and modifications. Accommodations are a change that helps a student to overcome or work around the disability, and a modification is a change in what is being taught or expected from the student. An easy way to remember the difference between the two is to think of an accommodation as leveling the playing field for students by changing how they work through the general education curriculum. Modifications go beyond that and alter the field or the game entirely. Modifications change what is learned and therefore changes the content of the grade-specific curriculum. It's the general goal of an educator to work within accommodations before going to modifications. If you can give tools to the student to allow them to work beyond their disability and gain the same content material as other peers, that's the best way to help them improve and move on academically. Modifications can be helpful, especially if students' levels are quite low, but again, we want to seek accommodations first. So some common accommodations for teaching literacy skills might include oral reading or following along reading with an audio tape, using larger prints, accompanying a text with a visual or manipulative, or providing books with a similar concept but at a slightly easier reader reading level. Beyond offering accommodations, teachers should also focus on increasing skills in fluency. Fluency is what makes a reader a good reader. Generally, readers enhance textual meaning by reading with appropriate fluency. It allows them to construct meaning, whereas less fluent readers tend to struggle with making meaning of the text. According to Paige Rosinski and Magpuri Lavelle, reading fluency is made up of at least two key components. One is word recognition automaticity, the ability to recognize words and text so effortlessly that a reader can devote limited attentional resources to the more important task of making meaning from the text. A second and often neglected aspect of reading fluency is prosody, or expressiveness in text reading. When a student uses proper prosody, they have inflection and change of tone in their voice. They recognize the pauses that come with punctuation, how their voice goes up at a question word and is slightly louder at an exclamation point. As students use oral prosody, and that skill increases, their comprehension tends to improve. In fact, studies show that students who read with appropriate expression when read orally 
tend to have better comprehension when reading silently than students whose oral reading is marked by less expressive reading. If they understand how to make the tone and expression of the text significantly connected to the textual meaning when reading out loud, they're likely reading out loud silently in their head to themselves, practicing that same cadence and prosody and helping them better understand textual meaning. Teachers can do many things to help students improve their word recognition, automaticity, and prosody. Skills such as modeling reading to the class, having the class participate in choral reading, using poetry and rhythmic songs to help improve cadence and prosody as they read. Lots of different skills are available to teachers to help their students increase their reading fluency. If students become better fluent readers and they have greater confidence in their reading skills, they're more likely to be able to use their mental energy to focus on the meaning making in a text, to focus on bigger concepts and ideas. Here's where literacy comes in. Because remember, literacy isn't just about reading words on a page. It's about making meaning, expression, understanding what's beyond the words and how it applies to the human aspect of daily life. If students with disabilities struggle with basic fluency and are not going to be given services or skills to master the reading fluency, then they're not actually making meaning or getting to the part where literacy can have an especially important impact on their lives. Therefore, I truly think that if more energy and skills and training were given to teachers in special education or English language arts to help our struggling readers and students with learning disabilities gain skills in reader fluency, they'll enjoy and engage in reading more, gaining skills and literacy that will be more likely to keep them in the classroom and out of the school-to-prison pipeline. Thank you so much for listening, and especially for those of you who followed all five episodes of the series podcast, Why Literacy? I feel especially called to this vocation, to teach English to teenagers, to help them better use their voice and provide agency and advocacy for themselves. Our teenagers' voices matter. Our Black, inner-city teenage voices matter. I see it as my personal mission to help them improve their voices and let them be heard, to increase skills and fluency, to give engaging lessons, to provide opportunities to learn code-switching, and better understand and comprehend social media and its benefits and resources. The better English teacher I can be, the better success my students will have. Thank you for following along, and please feel free to reach out if you have any further questions.